0: welcome to the reunion Belvo podcast a place where everyday people apprentice to jesus we're glad you pulled up a seat and we hope that today's lead-in encourages you to take your next step hey good morning it is friday it's been a couple weeks since we've been together on our podcast because we were meeting online due to local and provincial restrictions and last week we were finally back in person, but just the joy of being back together. The recording was the last thing on our minds. And this morning, it's Friday morning, and I'm putting the podcast out because here at Reunion, we take long weekends off from large gatherings. We do it so that we can rest and refocus in a culture driven to, um, to do and to perform. Our rest weeks are a reminder that we do not attend church, but we are the church and everyone everyone needs a rest we need to stop we need to sleep in recover read a book listen to a podcast invite someone over for brunch or join them on the slopes rest so this weekend we are not gathering at the church we're just going to gather in our homes and, and relax we're going to rest but i wanted to post this common lectionary reflection that we're following this year as a church because jesus teachings this week is one that might not be more relevant to our cultural moment here in canada In fact, this isn't just a cultural issue, this is an issue in our homes, and I can't speak for anybody else, but it's an issue in my own life. And it's one that isn't going away as long as apprentices of Jesus, Christians, or disciples refuse to practice the teachings of Jesus, and we refuse. We would rather conform to the teachings of the world than adhere to the words of Christ. We want to be violent. We want to pour gas on the fires and participate in the polarization of our culture. The church must confess. Last week we discussed hate in the name of God. And this week, (laughs) while in my own home, I heard these words. That's mine. You made me do it. You pushed me first. You wouldn't move. These are just some of the statements my kids have made. Watching my children learn to navigate their relationships and learn that harm is more than a physical aggression is a lesson if I I gotta confess I'm still learning. You see I woke up Wednesday morning and things had already not gone my way. (laughs) I was woken up early by one of our kids and I found out right before I even got into bed that some big family plans had fallen apart and all I wanted to do was drink my coffee and listen to the news which I guess was on too loud. Aggression isn't a child's issue, it's our issue. Now, we may never hit another person, but violence is so much more. It's the things we say out loud, and it's the things we say in our heads. It's the dialogue as you grumble to yourself about this or that or them. It's the building frustration, the anger, and eventual closing down of conversations. Mindsets. Openness and relationships. We recite our anger over and over in our minds to the point it becomes the reality of our lives. Now, maybe it's COVID, the lack of joy, the loss of plans, but today's lectionary reading from the Sermon on the Mount, today's words from Jesus are some of his most pointed and disliked. They're often watered down, argued, yeah, but words he ever said. And these refuse to give an inch. These words, they refuse to give an inch to the cause or the reason to our anger because the kingdom of God is determined to address, produce, and create a culture that leans into a different reaction to the cause. The kingdom of God is not violent, aggressive, hate-filled, or finger-pointed. The kingdom of God has never been violent, and the kingdom of God will never be violent. I say this with conviction because we... Always say that if you want to know what God is like, has always been like, and will always be like, look at Jesus. Look at what he said, and look at how he lived, and you will see God. And I love this fact about Jesus. He never once gives a teaching his life does not illustrate. He talks the walk. He's walking his talk. He says what he is, and he is what he says. So I'm going to invite you to listen to God this morning, open yourselves up to the teachings and join us as we practice this way of God in the kingdom, our apprenticeship. This is what Jesus says, but I say to you that listen, notice that word, listen, not just here, but I say this to you that listen, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other side also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them but if you do good to those who do good to you what credit is that to you for even sinners do the same if you lend to those whom you hope to receive what credit is that to you even sinners lend to sinners and receive as much again but love your enemies do good lend expecting nothing in return your reward will be great and you will be children of the most high for he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge and do not be judged. Or, and sorry, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together, running over will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back wow these are the words of our rabbi our teacher our savior and lord hear but listen as peacekeepers or people becoming them as we follow christ there are only a couple of things that i want to add to our ongoing conversation regarding this topic the first one is this i woke up the other day with the words keep the peace in my mind Have you ever heard them a situation is growing it's uneasy things have been said the temperature is rising and someone will say keep the peace you should just keep the peace these words are never spoken by a victim seeking justice but the powerful evading it keep the peace in christian in most circles is a shut it down and silencing tactic to protect the status quo As we reflect on Jesus' teachings here, please do not hear and therefore give into this idea that in order to keep the peace, you must remain silent to the pain, aggression, violation or violence you experience. If you are hurt by someone, enemy love is not shutting up for the sake of so-called peace. There can be no peace apart from justice. In fact, the previous statements made by Jesus just prior to today's reading is captured beautifully by Eugene Peterson's The Message. He says this in verse 22, or he, uh, he translated this in verse 22 and 23 of Luke chapter 6. Count yourselves blessed every time someone cuts you down or throws you out. Every time someone smears or blackens your name to discredit me, what it means is that the truth, now listen to this, what it means is that the truth is too close for comfort in that person is uncomfortable. Jesus bridges the last section with this one by first addressing the truth and how it's not something people want to hear and will actually become aggressive and accusatory in ignoring. Enemy love includes truth and justice in the enemy or the person uh, hurting you or us doesn't want to hear it. And so I'm sorry... <clears throat> If you've ever been told by a pastor, a fellow Christian, or our culture to simply keep the peace, because friends, there is nothing peaceful about silencing the victim for the sake of the privileged or powerful. Keep the peace is the antithesis or antichrist to this and other similar teachings Jesus has given. We will not be a community that seeks to just keep the peace. But this does bring us to an important second point one that we seldom discuss um, but i wanted to take advantage of this opportunity on the podcast to dig in a little bit and that's the how how do we become a non-anxious presence in the midst of conflict how do we become reconcilers um, or people who who do want to see that peace flourishes Jesus taught enemy love and he lived enemy love. But the question is, of course, how? What, what practices from the life of Jesus can we imitate to produce the fruit of love for even our enemies? Here's just a couple of little quick, quick examples and points that I think that we can imitate. The first one is intentional moments of silence, solitude in prayer. As we read through the Gospels, we see that Jesus intentionally took time away from the crowd and his friends to be with God. Do we do the same thing? I think we have to disengage from culture and people, not for the sake of detachment, but for the sake of attachment to God. Grounding ourselves in the spirit produces the fruit of the spirit. And Jesus did this on a regular daily, daily rhythm. Jesus tells us in John chapter 15 that apart from God, we can do nothing. And I would argue that enemy love is perhaps tops the list. And so question, when you get upset, what's your reaction? Do you engage or do you disengage in order to reflect and discern? Jesus never seemed to emotionally engage with people because I believe he was already at peace from his connection with his father. We see Jesus walk away, press through crowds. When things got heated, Jesus often moved on, not as a sign of defeat, but as a sign of self-control, but began with his connection to God. How is your connection to God? The second point that I believe that we can learn from Jesus' life is ask more questions. Jesus is the master of questioning his opponents. Jesus was never determined to so-called win, but to dig deeper to reveal the motivations of his opponents. We have already discussed this many times in regards to even turn the other cheek. To be backhanded was a sign of power of a master over their slave or their animal. And so by turning our cheeks, we're asking a question, am I a slave or an animal? When things get heated or you're being attacked in our culture, are we controlled enough to ask more questions? Are we controlled enough to ask more questions? The third thing is to drop the defense. Jesus never seemed to defend himself and never once asked his apprentices to or as well. Jesus was never driven to protect his ego. Jesus knew who he was and didn't allow others to persuade him otherwise. Jesus wasn't driven by popularity, but his identity. That again, I believe is rooted in his, his intentional time with, with God each morning or each day. And so my question for you is, do you find yourself defensive, defending who you are or what you want to do? Another question would be, who Who are you? Better yet, through your silent times with God, who is God saying you are? And in moments throughout your day, conflict or otherwise, can you trust those words? Can you rely on those words in moments of conflict or frustration? When... Another thing I'd like to also mention is, When push comes to shove, submit to the power of God. Now, uh, most of us have never been in this situation, and I pray would never be. But I pray that if that moment was to come, that our deep connection and therefore trust in God will outweigh the circumstance. It would outweigh the circumstance that God's promise is greater than the current problem. Your life is, in the sense that we experience it in this moment, is according to Jesus and, and God's the, the Bible. Um, it's certainly not all that there is. The resurrection of Christ is the resurrection for all, and taking a life to save our own is a sign. And I would say this, it's a sign that we cannot trust that God is who God says God is, and we do not trust that God will do what God says God will do. Now again, I pray that never us, never any of us are ever put in the situation where we need to figure it out. But I believe it does circle back to the beginning. Being a non-anxious presence in the midst of conflict is possible only through a connection we have with God. Inner peace in the midst of conflict is not the absence of conflict, but the presence of our connection to Christ. Inner peace in the midst of conflict is not uh, the absence of um, frustration or anger even it, it's the presence in our connection to christ and you you know me i'm not speaking here to you today pretending to have it all together what i am going to do as i do each week is invite you to journey with me i i want to get to this place where i'm a non-anxious presence in the midst of conflict i do not want to give into our cultural moment where we we find ourselves divided and polarizing and attacking and finger pointing and worse And so can we start at the start together? Can we take step one? Let's become rooted in the presence and security of God through intentional times of silence, solitude, and prayer. Let's learn to listen to the voice of God and what is God saying about you and how is God directing you? And then when shit hits the fan, we can commit to disengaging, not for the sake of disengaging, but for the sake of reflection and discernment. We can hold our tongue, breathe, Let's not emotionally react, but prayerfully respond. Then and only then can we be prepared to ask more questions, to dig a little deeper and go beneath the surface. And then we can feel secure enough in our God-given identity to drop the defense. We don't need to defend ourselves when we know who we are and we feel secure in that identity. But again, it all begins with our connection. So let's start at the start. So how is your soul's connection to God going? It's a big question and one that I hope that you can reflect on this week. And as you rest, how is your connection to God? How is your soul? If you'd like to join an apprenticeship group that is encouraging these times of silence and solitude and prayer, please DM us through our social media sites or email us uh, through our webpage. Because we we can put these groups together and we have them already because we are in this together you are not alone and as a church i can promise one thing that we will never ask you to keep the peace what is god saying to you this morning and how will you respond thank you for listening to today's lead-in we pray that you were able to learn something about Jesus today, but equally important, we pray that you sense a step you might take in response. What would it look like for you to live with Jesus today in light of our discussion? You can learn more about our community at www.reunionbelleville.com, and we're always here to walk with you.